You believe us, don't you? Sensing a presence? I'm not sensing anything. All I can sense is their own fear. <laughs> You're bleeding. What is happening? I had a premonition of your death. Who's that? You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy Sequel Remix. This is episode 398. I'm Marquis Mike. Closing in on 400. That's right. The big. What's that? What's uh? What's podcast years? Like if dog years is, you know, if my dog is 10, he's actually 70. Like, what's podcast years? Oh, um, I think it's like, like 50 episodes is a se- is a year. So we're in season four? Season, season eight. eight. Season eight. Season yeah. eight, yeah. yeah. Like season eight. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, we do a bi-weekly, so really it's like season 16. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's I true. mean, if, you know, you took 400 and you spread it out across the whole, um, time we've been doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh. A lot of years. A lot of years. Yeah. A lot of seasons. A lot of hours of movies watched. Yeah. I was looking at our our database online, I think yesterday. Uh-huh. I was like, this list is epic. Yeah. It's but, an epic list. You know, it's like uh, it's like you hear the stat about YouTube. It's like, you know, every minute, 400 hours are being uploaded. So you can, you can never watch, you know all of YouTube's content. Right. Uh, that's us. It's like, man, we've saw so many movies, and this Friday, I'm sure three more sequels are dropping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in theaters. Can, yeah, you won't be able to watch yeah. them all. You'll just never run out. Never run out. Yeah. Hollywood's out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Hollywood, what, what have you been watching? You know, I just looked at my list, and I was like, I watched some stuff. I was gonna guess that either you were gonna have a giant list or you're gonna have no list. I got a quite a quite a list. Yeah, yeah. I was like what it went one of two ways. Either you had a lot of time on your hands or your time was all taken up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Glad it went the other way. Yeah, a lot of time, uh yeah. The, the dog post operation mm-hmm. a lot of time just sit yeah. and and watch some stuff. Uh all right. I'm just gonna go Cash or trash? In order, I watched because I got a lot. I can't really uh, do a sequence or something. Yeah. So, um, 2023. I can't remember what channel this is on. Quiz Lady. Hulu. Hulu. Uh, I'll go ahead and give it cash. Okay. Um, I had some laughs. Man, I don't know. It's the Sandra. It's the Sandra O. Aquafina. Yeah. Uh, comedy, like sister yeah. comedy. I'm gonna give it. It it the ending is so good. I'm gonna give it cash. Okay. Um, 2023. Jennifer Lawrence. No hard feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it cash. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It's fine. I'm gonna give it cash. 2008 Australian picture called Lake Mungo. Oh. This is a kind of a documentary style ghost yeah. story total cash yeah it is awesome netflix it's streaming i can't remember where oh that one was on tubi tubi that was tubi now, you know i never browse tubi but they got some stuff yeah um that was a tubi's got some stuff yeah. and, and commercials don't bother me that much now 
2005. Keanu Reeves, Constantine. I ha I would have told you before I started this movie that this movie was trash. Yeah. After I watched, because I saw this in a theater sure. years ago. After I watched it again, this movie's kind of cash. And I think it is maybe because, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, but I think it's cash. 2023, brand new. David, uh, David Fincher, The Killer, Cash. It's Netflix. Netflix, Cash, Masterpiece. Here's a funny one. 2005, Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. Trash. You don't want to say that one for the for the podcast, huh? <laughs> don't. Good, that's out of the way. That, yeah. that was one we uh, I rolled in, and it was on TV. Oh, okay. And it just started, and I just said, we just... So Have you seen Miss Congeniality 1? Yes, bits and pieces. Okay, so I saw it for the first time maybe over the summer. You know, it was kind of like, you know, one, one, it was on. I was like, I'll sit down and watch it. I kind of liked it. I think one is good. One is good. I had a feeling too... Two's really bad. Yeah. Although it has Regina King. Oh. We love her. Yeah. But yeah, so one had just finished up on TV. I think it was on like... You know, one of those networks, and they were just rolling, uh, rolling like bullock movies or something. And then yeah. this was up next, and just, I just watched it. It's, it's trash. Yeah. It uh, is Bullvember, so. Yeah, that's true. You, <laughs> gotta, you gotta get your bullocks in. Uh, 1987, Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks, Dragnet. Honestly, this is trash. Okay. It's not good. Nursing. Uh, it's like a cop, cops. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie of, it was a TV mm-hmm. show. Like a '60s TV show, I will say Dan Aykroyd is great. His 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 monologue bits are great. He plays that Joe Friday perfectly, but the movie's not good. 2023, this documentary called Mark Cavendish Never Enough. Mark Cavendish is a famous uh, professional cyclist. He's got he's tied for the most Tour de France stage wins. It's about his like kind of big comeback story. Inspiring movie, really cool. If you're at all into cycling, you know, Tour, Tour de France, great documentary. Ca- cash, another documentary. 2023. This one was on Amazon Prime. I think I rented it actually. It's called Just Period One Period Mile Period. So cash. I know I got a lot of movies, but I just want to do a brief synopsis yeah. of what this is about because it is so cool. Yeah, right. There right. is a race in Tennessee. And it is called the Mid State Mile, and it's like a it's like an endurance race. They run a loop, a one mile loop, and you have twenty minutes to finish the loop, and then they start another loop. So every twenty minutes is you got to run a one mile loop, but it is like a crazy steep it, it is loop. But the winners are running hundreds of loops, hundreds of miles, and. It's just really cool. It, it focuses on like the winner, and he's like a fucking badass. Mm. But like all, and it's just a really awesome documentary. I can't recommend it enough. It was recommended by some other friends. Glad I watched. Glad I took their advice. Watched it. It's great. Just one mile with all the colons and the period, gashes. period, period. Just three words. Just yeah, one mile. I'm not sure that's structurally correct, but. You know, but if that showed up on uh, on uh, are you playing actorly? 
that showed up on Actorly. That, that's a good giveaway. That's what I look for. I look for the punctuation in the. Oh yeah. It's kind of like uh, what's that game? Uh, Wheel of Fortune. You know, so you get all the blanks. You know, mm. blank, 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 blank. We get a hyphen or apostrophe. We get the hyphen or the apostrophe, and then you get uh, so it's movie titles, and it's, you get the year, the genre, and you're trying to guess what actors in all these blank movies. Mm. Periods, hyphens, ex- exclamation points, ellipses. Those, those are good. Good tell. Uh, yeah. so just one mile. Yeah. Documentary. Documentary. Fantastic. 2015. So you said. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. New. Yeah. yeah, I'd get that one. Yeah. Couldn't name an actor in it though. It's fantastic. Yeah. Nineteen eighty nine. This is an all time fa- uh, classic uh, favorite of mine. I'm giving it cash. It's not a good movie, Mark. But I'm giving it cash. Christian Slater, nineteen eighty nine, gleaming the cube. Oh. You were sitting racing at that. I love cleaning yeah. the cube. Um, skateboarding movie. Yeah. It's just competition. Yeah. It, no. No competition. This is the crime one. This oh. This is the one where his brother gets killed. Someone has to do, do the race. That is uh, the Josh Brolin. Yeah. I can't remember what that. One. I watched that recently too. That's cash too. Okay. <laughs> um, 1986. I watched Cleaning the Cube on. Um, I think I watched it on Peacock. Or maybe Amazon. 1986. Highlander. The movie. It's trash. Oh. Did I enjoy it? Yes. But honestly, it's not good. But Clancy Brown. I love Clancy mm-hmm. Brown. Okay. 2023. I'm not... I can't remember if this is a Mark recommendation or a Mark don't watch recommendation. 2023. Okay. So the Pope's Exorcist? The Pope's Exorcist. Okay, yeah. This movie's cash, man. Yeah, it was a, that was I a recommendation. absolutely loved it, The Pope's Exorcist. Okay. Yeah, this was a... I watched it. I recognize that this is probably a bad movie. It is so fun. I loved that movie so much. Um, it's got mystery. Yeah. It's got just awesome stuff. The special effects are really good. Yeah. And I hope it's a franchise, Mark. They- I don't want to spoil it. They, they set you up that there might be 999 more of these. <laughs> Loved Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. Total cash. 1986. Robin Williams. Kurt Russell. The Best of Times. I'm not even going to give an synopsis. It's trash. Don't watch it. Whew. 1973. Martin Sheen. Sissy Spacek. Badlands. Masterpiece of a film. Cash. Martin Sheen is amazing in this. I can't rec- recommend it enough. Um, and then I followed up because I love that so much that I wanted to watch another. I pulled a mark and watched another Terrence Malick film. Yeah. 1978, Days of Heaven, featuring Richard Gere and um, Sam Shepard. Also, Cash. What a beautiful movie, cinematography, cinematographically. Days of Days of Heaven, Total Cash, and then finally, finally on the list, 1973, Soylent Green, trash. Barely made it through. Yeah, trash movie. I, I watched it because you know, it's a somewhat famous sci-fi book. Yeah, and it seems like a movie I'm always here has like a cult following. You got the line right. Um, the line at the end that people say. Yeah. And, you know, Heston's got, you know, it's Heston. Oh, man, it's bad. I couldn't, I could barely make it through. 
Let's hear your list. It's quite Mark. a list. <laughs> um, I jumped through time quite a bit in there, too. Yeah. I got, I'm all over the place. I'm so. looking at my list. I only watched movies from the year 2023. So I'm going to go in the order in which I enjoyed these, because it's not as long as a list as Mike. Um, 2023. This is streaming on Netflix. Uh, or it's a, it's a Netflix original. Uh, Old Dads. Starring and directed by Bill Burr. Uh, it's it's trash. There are some jokes that, uh, as a parent, you know, that are funny, but though it's far and few between. And the actual story um, isn't isn't great. It just kind of seems a little out of touch. But you know, he's an old dad, so um, maybe, maybe he. Maybe that's the point. But yeah, out of a t- an out of touch movie for out of touch people. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that. Yes, that's actually who I could. That's actually who I could see enjoying this. Are like fifty uh, year olds. Who think raising kids in this generation is this way? And they can sit there and laugh and cross their arms and you know make fun of uh, Gen Zers. Twenty twenty three. This is streaming on Netflix. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. No hard feelings. I will also give this cash. This there are some. I there were some parts I laughed pretty hard hearty at. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a hesitant cash though? Because I felt like hesitant. I, was a, I was a hesitant cash. You know, so I watched uh, my wife. Actually, we watched it separately. She watched it, and I kind of had the same review, which is, it's kind of a, it's like a cringy prem. Like there's yeah. just some of the situations that you find the, the characters it's in is like cringy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the jokes are pretty fun. Like this yeah. is pretty funny. Like I don't know, kind of raunchy comedy, which you know I always appreciate when we get like an R-rated comedy starring like a really big movie star. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna call this this cash. I had fun, hour and a half. Uh, 2023. This is on Amazon Prime. I think it's an Amazon Prime original. Jamie Fox and Tommy Lee Jones, The Burial. Oh, it's pretty generic, but I I'm gonna give this cash. Pretty generic. I love a courtroom drama. Jamie Foxx is giving a great. So is Tommy Lee Jones, but Jamie Foxx gets to play the lawyer, so you know he gets to do a lot of you know. Fun courtroom stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a cash just because I do like a courtroom procedural movie. Uh, and, you know, based on a true story. And so it's one of those things where you watch the movie and then it's like, I'd like to learn more about this. And, and this is the the mom and pop funeral home trying to be bought out by the. Large, corporate. Yeah, the corporation and kind of like some of their tactics that use to kind of, you know, choke out small business. But then also, you know, kind of just you learn a lot about, you know, like burial product like the aftercare and just like you know it's i so who just went through this and it's just like how freaking expensive everything is and then you kind of watch this movie and you're like yeah it is kind of like you know you are not not predatory business but you, you're sure that cutting breaks on uh you know boxes <laughs> right um and so yeah it's just kind of an interesting case uh watching that and yeah jamie fox just hamming it up as a you know kind of uh he plays like a, um, he's a injury lawyer, so he gets to kind of do the flashy, uh, you know, represent people get, you know, going after corporations, but then Tommy Lee Jones hires him to kind of do contract law, which is something he doesn't know, but, you know, uh, kind of like a Johnny Cochran type character, and so it's a good, very Jacker, good. Jackie Childs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, Jamie Foxx. Uh, and then probably 2023, this is a Netflix original, uh, David Fincher, 
uh, Michael Fassbender, the killer. I I love this movie. So good. This actually might. I mean, Dave Fincher is probably one of my favorite directors. You know, I didn't like love Mank, uh, but just everything he does, so good. This might be my favorite movie of the year, and I'm going to give it the slight edge because a movie full made for Netflix, given to like an auteur who gets the right direct, you know, make his own movie. And he had the wherewithal. He had he had the the discipline to present a movie under two hours, and I I applaud him for that. Uh, yeah, this movie's just this movie's just awesome. I love just the character, the everything about it. The, you know, it just came out. So watch it, and uh, when Killer Two comes out, we'll uh, we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and that was it. So then we watched two other movies. Uh, so I went, that's what I watched outside of the two other movies we did for the show. Finishing out Scares for the Family Month, we're doing The Conjuring 2, the sequel to 2013's uh, The Conjuring, uh, directed by James Wan, starring Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, Ron Livingston, uh, Lily Taylor. Uh, the Conjuring is the story of a paranormal investigator investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Forced to confront a powerful entity, the Warrens find themselves caught in the most terrified case of their lives. The Conjuring, based on the true case file of the Warrens. Was this your first time watching The Conjuring? It was. Um, This is a movie I've probably seen like, this is probably my third viewing of The Conjuring. What did you think of The Conjuring? I adored the Conjuring. Yeah. I am full in. Are you in, ready to go into the the Conjuring verse? I'm full in on the Conjuring uh, I, I, I absolutely plan on watching all the spinoffs. Yeah. I am. I was so unbelievably like thrilled watching this movie. Yeah. I so I, I saw this uh, when it came out in theaters, uh, and. Yeah, I one I was scared. It like, is scary. It was terrifying. I watched this, um, like kind of you know not like not looking through my hands, but there were a lot of times I was just like staring at that popcorn bowl. <laughs> this this is kind of and I don't want to call it jump scare of the movie, but man, does do they just know how to build suspense in every scene in this movie? Like it's, you just expect every every turn there's going to be something and. Sometimes not. It's, Sometimes not. It's kind of got a Hitchcockian vibe where, like, like my dad always talks about, like, he's like, baseball is like watching a Hitchcock movie. You know something's going to happen. But sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I just kept thinking about that because I was like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, and it doesn't come. Yeah. And it is, it's kind of old school, right? There's so many, like... They don't, you know, James Wan, he didn't, like, invent anything new. There are a lot of, like, old school scares in this. You know, kind of the, the cat scare, right? Balls just kind of bouncing. He does, like, a lot of just in-camera kind of just tricks. Movie's been doing forever. But then he'll also just... It's almost like kind of what... When you're watching, like, I don't know, like a paranormal activity and it's just like, oh, okay, or Blair Witch, like... You know they're they're doing this all practically, but they're doing it kind of low budget. But it's also a movie where they'll also hit you with incredible 
monster, you know, a monster, you know, uh, what do you, I, CGI. Ghost design, yeah. Ghost, yeah. yeah. Uh, Creature we're not expecting yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of times, I mean, I remember jumping when you first see the ghost above the the wardrobe. Yeah. Because you're not, like, you just can't, it's, up to that point, it's a lot of, like, a noise over there, a uh, shadow in the background, you know, the hand clap thing. And then, so you, you see the thing. And it's like, they just put a fucking witch. And because they... Also, he's kind of like... He's training your eyes. Yes. The previous scenes to look at the doors. To look at the doorknobs. He's training your eyes to look at a certain spot. And so when then he cuts back to it, and you catch it, you catch something that is unexpected. Yeah. Where, on the screen where it's unexpected, it's like a double... It's a double whammy. Yeah. This is... it. It's something... Because, you know, horror is, even now in the world of, like, uh, uh, you know, IP and sequels and stuff, it's like, you, you always hear, like, hey, you can put a horror movie out in October and February, it's going to make you money. You know, Five Nights at Freddy just made, like, you know, $100 million in the box office because people like horror and you can do yeah. it cheap. Uh, and this does a great thing where you can take a story, but you can also put it in the hands of a talented director like James Wan. He did Saw and he did Malignant, which I like, super dope. And then you get really talented actors, and it just elevates everything. It's like, oh, you, you got a creepy ghost story, you get a talented director, really good actors, and now you have a really entertaining movie yeah. for two hours. Yeah, yeah, love The Conjuring. After watching The Conjuring, did you think that there was more, there was room for a sequel? I absolutely did because I fell in love with the Warrens. Um, I I had known I had known about these the Warrens. Yeah, I had no idea that this movie was about the Warrens. Right. Yeah. Like I had, I had known about them previously, like just through my life experiences yeah. somehow, and the stuff that I've been interested in the past and, and stuff. Yeah, did we kind of do we discuss them, or did they come up in Amityville when we did the Amityville episode? I don't know if we talked about that okay. or not, yeah. but I had no idea this movie was about them. Yeah, at all, and so when the when the 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 typeface comes up at the beginning of the film, and I was like, and I was like, wait, I know the name. And then I was like, oh. And I mean, I absolutely fell in love with them in the movie, and the, the casting is unbelievable. Patrick Wilson is next level yeah. at that this kind of part. Like, he plays that role so well. And, yeah, I, I was... I was like, I was itching for more immediately after watching it. Even after I just read you that this was uh, their most terrifying case of their lives? Yeah. You, so you're like, give me one that's less terrifying? Give me one. That, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, $20 million budget, $319 million at the box office, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 226 reviews. Uh, critical consensus reads, well-crafted and gleefully creepy, The Conjuring ratchets up dread through a series of effective old-school scares. See, 86 is too low. I I was talking to someone about this movie, uh, and I was talking to my brother, and then I was talking to someone else, and, and they're like... Because I was just like... I mean, I couldn't get out of my head. Yeah. I was talking about it for, for days after watching it, and I was... And they're like, oh, yeah, scary movie. It's actually scary. And I was like... You don't under, like. I was like, you don't. Under, this is not a good scary movie. Yeah. We can say that a lot. We say it's a good scary movie. Sure. This is a fucking good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it goes beyond just like oh it's really scary. It's, yeah. Like it's, I said, it's 
well acted. It's incredibly shot. Like it looks the so cinematography good. is beautiful. Yeah, and it just, it's not just this. I like that rewatching this again. I was like, I like that this isn't just a scary movie. That he gives these. You like Ed and Lorraine so much because he gives time. That you get to kind of appreciate this like marriage yeah. that really is the driving force, especially in the second one. It's like you need to like these people. Yeah. You get time with like those are some of my favorite moments. Is just when like Ed and Lorraine are there, just with the family, and it makes you really like the family. And now you don't want to see them in harm's way. It's also kind of funny. Like there are parts where not super like he just lets some levity in the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also like that he, you know the script and the directing and the acting, they're not afraid to go away from, like, the camp, too. Like, it also adds, like, that end exercise, like, the stuff they're saying can be, like, a little campy. Like, the whole just, the end where, you know, Bathsheba, I cast you back to hell. He's going for it. But it works. Like, he's, yeah. Yeah, I think this is just a, this is just a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 86. I, I'm curious what some of the negative reviews are. Yeah. I, How do you watch that? Just like, thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, we do get a sequel in 2016. Two years later, The Conjuring 2, James Wan returns, uh, along with Vera Farming and Patrick Wilson. Uh, joining the cast is also Francis O'Connor, Madison Wolf, Simon McBurney. Lorraine and Ed Warren travel to North London to help a single mother raising four children alone in a house plagued by malicious spirits. The Conjuring 2, the next true story from the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, was this your first time seeing The Conjuring 2? So this, yeah, you're just... It sure was, yeah. yeah. I'm a Conjurverse virgin. <laughs> yeah, just jumping into these. Um, the summary doesn't say it, but the... What do you call that? Information scroll in the beginning? I do believe it does say that this is their most terrifying case. Yeah, is, yeah. How do you get so many more? So, yeah. <laughs> they just keep getting more and more terrifying. Uh, Conjuring 2 had a $40 million budget, $321 million at the box office, 80% on Rotten Tomato based on 254 reviews. The Conjuring 2 can't help but lose a bit of the predecessor's chilly string through familiarity. But what remains is still a superior ghost story told with spine-tingling skill. Uh, we'll start with me. What, what did you like? What works for The Conjuring 2? I, I thought the lead-up haunting was better. Mm-hmm. Of um, just the events happening in this house, I liked better than the lead-up events in the original house. Um I like the, I, I like this guy this this old school guy sitting in the corner in his chair right that kind of thing I don't know I just I enjoyed the lead up hauntings mm-hmm. better um, yeah and that actually kind of works for like a nice little twist yeah you know, the old guy it does kind of seems like oh okay you you live in a house where a man died and he's he's hunting the the house yeah. and then you you know try to find out there's more to it um, yeah there were some I just some good you know talking about you know old school practical like effects too like there were just some good creepy I mean he just did it kind of similar with like 
every frame is filled with dread, but just kind of finding new ways mm-hmm. to spook you. Kids, in the first one too, but I mean, kids are just creepy, you know? Kids are creepy. Um, I think that's part of why Post-Exorcist was awesome, is that kid was fucking scary. Yeah. He was scary without even being possessed, by the way. In Wait, which one? Pope's Exorcist. Oh, Pope's Exorcist, yeah, that kid. just the sidebar. Yeah. But, so, speaking of kids, like, yeah. like I thought the, the cast in the original, mm-hmm. was, the first is good, and the kids are good. Yeah. Um, the main, the girl that's being the, the main haunty in, in 2, yeah. she's really good. She, she is, and then add to it, she's not even British. She's from. She's American. Right. Yeah. 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 She. Um, Wolf. Last Ma- Madison Wolf. Wolf yeah. And uh, I was checking her IMDb. So she still. She still seems to be acting, um, in things. Uh, I think she shows up in some more Conjuring stuff. Um, yeah, she's really good, and uh, yeah, just a lot of creepy stuff in it. Um, you know, the scene where she's transported back to the room with all the crosses, and mm-hmm. they all just start turning like. That's just, that's a great. That is one of my great visual. One of my favorite exorcism movie tropes yeah. is is the crucifixes or the crosses being inverted. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love that effect. Yeah, and and that was epic. And you it, you know you if you watch it you kind of like watch it with the brain of like how are they doing you know because you like this isn't CGI you know they're doing this it's like man you know some craft guy built a wall with turns on all the side and they're just sewing or they, yeah they took a bunch of clocks apart and like put yeah all these clocks so they behind, just rotate yeah. them as the, as the camera goes yeah. uh yeah I like that I you know, I really enjoyed and I think this might be one, uh, more polarizing I wonder you how you enjoy this part but I like this subplot of now I mean and we're, we're given some of this in the first one where, like, the, the Warrens have this publicity. They're doing these talk shows sure. or whatever. But then in the first one, they just go to the, the farm. Yeah. And, and they're in, in the mix. I like this subplot of, of this publicity scene and then how this has gripped the nation of England. Yeah. And we have the, the, the believers trying to get to it. And then we have the, you know, the naysayers. And then they're doing this, like, the, I think, is that the girl from Run, Little Run? I can't remember the, she's the psychologist or right. whatever, and she's got her camera set up, and I really enjoyed that subplot part. Yeah, it's, it's nice, it's it's not, doesn't hit you over the head, but, you know, in a lot of these movies, you know, Pope's Exorcist, or The Exorcist, these things happen very quietly, right? This fa- family's going through it, they get a priest or an expert, and then, that's kind of, very contained. This seems like, yeah, this it's well talked about the fact that she goes on TV and now it's like a lot of people are involved. And so another thing I like about these movies is in the first one and in the second one, I like that the world. So like there are so many characters and you know, I like the neighbors across the street and I like the extra, the team that is already there in England that the Warrens have to work with. And yeah. Yeah. It just makes it just seem like, bigger like there's so many more people's hands on this even in the first one when the ward show up and it's like yeah well we have to hire a security guard and we have our our researcher who comes along with us and um and they get more warned i just you know yeah you get them like doing the talk show where like you know the guys like calling them uh such a con you know con Cons, artists yeah. yeah uh you get that more of their home this is more of a haunting or something that's Affecting them, you know, like yeah. the 
more personal. I mean, yeah. you're ready to jump into the nun, so you. But oh, like that's the shadow. The shadow goes across the wall, and that is comes out of the picture. God, that's that is cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um. Yeah, the one of my favorite scares was the uh, the crooked man. Uh, the set when Ed comes into the box, and again, it's one of those things like. You, you get so focused on the... They, they show you this box three times, three, yeah. four times. And so you just watch the box, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's the scare. You kind of like the kind of like the song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, freaky song to teach a kid with a stutter, but I get it. You gotta, you know, you gotta get, yeah, you gotta get the pad of rhythm yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else work for the... Oh, I mean, it... These movies have a great showdown, which, you know, yeah. you, you need it in a horror movie. You build all this tension, you build all this tension, and then I like, there's like, man, we're just going to give you like an action movie. We're just going to give you yeah, and thrills they, and at the, the end. This one they kind of threw in like a kind of a little, not really a red herring, but just like, for me, when, okay, when they got to get into the house, yeah. and and the, the, the demon locks the door, yeah. and so the neighbor goes, runs to the garage or whatever, and then... They do this shot. They the linger axe. on the axe, and it, yeah, they linger on the axe to do the shot, and you're like, "Oh, it shit. glistens," and you're like, "Don't bring the axe, man!" Yeah. Like, you just you just bring in a weapon for this demon, uh-huh. and then that's it. Yeah. Like, to me, that was dreadful, and, and and then the axe just did the job the axe was supposed to do: break down the door. Yeah, and that was it. The demon didn't take over. That guy didn't go mad and start swinging the axe at people. I was like. That, after that, I was like, that was awesome. Because mm-hmm. I was dreading the axe. Yeah. <laughs> they they per, they linger on that axe. Yeah. Like they, just a split second, they show you, and it's like, you know, you watch enough, and you go, okay, you showed me an axe, so something bad's going to happen with the axe. And it doesn't, yeah. Do you think, in all these movies, both, both the two movies, can you get, I mean, I guess the craftsmanship has changed, but could you kick down an interior door, you think? Not possessed by a demon, just a locked door. Man. I'm thinking about like the door in my house. Yeah. Into the room? I don't know if I could do it. Kick it into the room. But then I think, you know, actually you probably could. Every time I see an interior door, I'm just like, man, you can, you can kick that door in. I mean, if we were on, on the, this door opens into the room over here. Yeah. If we were on that side, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think we And could, most doors go into a room. I think we could kick it in. Yeah. I don't think we could kick... Kick it out. No. I think we'd break the door before anything. Yeah. We'd kick a hole in the door. Yeah. Um, but, there, you know, so I had this thought. I was like, man, you can kick this door in. But I was like, I don't know. This is, that house is probably well, that, 200 years old or something. Those... I mean, that's the... Th- I think, too, that was a realistic thing. Those... That's an old school... That door was... Probably three inches of solid wood. Yeah. Where, you know, modern doors are core, like, wow. hollow. That's why you can't really have a haunted house in, like, a, a house built post, like, 1950. No. Yeah. Like, no. They're, yeah. they're just not creepy, really. Like, no, they're not. You don't have these, like, long hallways and, you know, it's too, too much open concept, yeah. and, you know. Uh, yeah, and then, you know. And hardly anyone's got basements anymore. Builder grade, like, you can just kick right through that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, if you're locked, it's your kid gets locked inside the room, like kicking through the door. I know. I mean, I think about that. I go kick through, through the wall. I go through like a new development, and I see all these new buildings, and I, you know, I'm walking my dog, and I'm thinking, 
That house will never be haunted. Never, yeah. Losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I always have that thought of just, just kick the door. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, again, just a lot of the same, but they just, it, it works. And, yeah, yeah works well. I, I, I do like the showdown. Uh, even if the showdown is a little, I don't know. I, again, I kind of watch this like, man, they, they don't go away from the camp. And I like that they just, that they go into it of just, you know, Farrah Flaminga, you know, Lorraine having to be like, I know your name. It just, it's a silly name. Vylock. That's a great name. But that's a Damon name. You know, that's a Damon name, name, right? That's a great name for a Yeah, so she's just like, Vylock. It just says it. And it's like, it's all it was. That's all you had to do. Vylock. I condemn you back to hell. That's a great name for a Damon, man. It just, kidding me? What do you want his name to be? Charlie? Uh, you know, someone Charlie the Demon. So, you know, um, you know, Valak's not old school to you. It's just, I think it's the two, I think it's the two syllables ends with a K. I don't know. You think like, Bathsheba, that's a name. (laughs) Bathsheba, that's a demon name, you know. You think like, Beelzebub, you know. Uh, I think you need that third syllable. Okay. Valak. It's just, you know, she's yelling it, you know, yelling at this nun, nun thing. I like how they give that a backstory too. It just takes that form to uh, to to, uh, to mock you. Yeah. <coughs> uh, what didn't work for you with with the Conjuring two? I mean, the bit one of the the biggest differences I found was you know they use kind of they do that. I mean, both these movies kind of do it, but in the Conjuring one, they do the it's the the horror movie. The trick up the sleeve, which is like a disoriented camera angle or camera movement. Mm. And but in the con in the in the first one they're they're disorienting but they're so graceful, like you have these like over the top movements and and these spin arounds and, yeah. and like an upside down shot and it turns. It's just it seems so graceful in the in the first one. This one it doesn't seem they seem to rely more on the CGI stuff in the second one than they do these sweeping camera things. And it, I mean it could be also like you know the house yeah they're in versus the farmhouse right probably closer quarters in, in this row house and in, in, in you know London yeah yeah but, that's actually a good point you know I I, I re- in the first one there are just some incredible ways like the shots where the camera moves I actually saw like just on YouTube and you know they know I watched The Conjuring and kind of like a behind the scenes of the shot where there's chaos in the house and the girls are being dragged, you know, her hair gets pulled and she's getting dragged around of like how they filmed that about having like a stunt double go this way and then they turn the corner and then the stunt double has to hide behind the wall and then the actual actress pops out and the camera comes around. I was like, man, it's just so cool how like how they map that stuff out. This does have less, less of that, those tracking and that, but you're right. It could just be, you may not have the space for it in that tiny, you know, the way the house is built. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing that, and you mentioned the CGI, the one scare that I like the premise and it ends with like a very creepy result, but I didn't like the execution was the first time we saw the Crooked Man. It just didn't look good. That, that was the, I mean, you're talking about the Crooked Man and I was holding my tongue because I absolutely I any when the crooked man came to life, uh, I hated it. Yeah. Anytime the crooked man was, I did not like it. I was like, this looks too much like a clown. It, yeah, and I, 
it just seemed, I know it was supposed to look out of place and mm-hmm. large and, and menacing, but to me, it just looked clumsy and I was like, ah, it's a little too much. I don't think they need that much CGI yeah. right here. It was the one thing that looked fake. Now, I love the last shot of that first scene where we get the Crooked Man, which is where you see the Crooked Man's shadow, and then it's the girl, it's Janet. Yeah. That's great. But when the dog, when he, he goes to let the dog out and the dog is the Crooked Man and he stands up, I was like, it just doesn't look great. Yeah, that didn't look yeah. good. And now, I didn't like the Crooked Man, like, chasing right. down the hallway. No. Yeah. What I like, so yeah, I like the shadow with Janet and then when Ed's in the tent, just that shot. Just, you're watching the box, pan up, jump scare. Yeah. That's all I just need. Just the face and the hat. Yeah. Anytime. That's perfect. He's yeah. moving. It just didn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I also like I love I like the scene where Janet teleports. Uh-huh. But I didn't like seeing her go through the ceiling. Right. Because to me that takes away the mystery of the demon's power and stuff when she just like well, transports. Yeah. I don't need to see her actually lose corporeal form and go through a ceiling or whatever. She just needs to appear in the room and be like, oh, yeah. how the hell did I get up here? That, and I'm inside the locked room. Uh-huh. Um, so that, yeah. So some of the CGI stuff, that little more, you know, they relied on it a little too much in the second one for me. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Not, I don't know, I don't know if I put this in the bad or, or put in the good but you know Patrick Wilson auditioning to be in Elvis 2 part of me was like are they CGI-ing his lip I I was I was curious the whole bite I was like you know what I, I bet this is a thing he can do I bet he can I yeah. was thinking I was like did they CGI that lip and I was like no this is Patrick Wilson yeah. he's a professional actor yeah they of course found, he can do Elvis they found out he, he did Elvis and they're like we're gonna Put a scene where you get to be Elvis. Yeah, maybe they wrote they wrote in the Elvis. Yeah, I mean it could have been they could have put in Bing Crosby. Yeah, you know it's like well you can do Elvis so we're throwing in Elvis. You can do Elvis. Yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah we need a scene where you know you sing uh, you sing uh, some Elvis tunes. Yeah. and uh, just you know it, I do like that part where it's like okay let's get a little break from scares. Um, let's learn the family. Hey, let's all swoon over Patch Wilson together. Uh, but I guess my bigger complaint would be like this one is two hours and twelve minutes I think and it's just a little long, uh, which you know I'm gonna complain about. Not bad. I'm not gonna put this in the fully bad. But if I was talking about the camp, maybe this one pours a little too much into the cheesy. The reveal of when they play the two tapes, I I was kind of just like chuckling through that of like. Wide the tapes. If I'm right about this, you know. Just, yeah, that was a that's a good. Point. It's a little hammy. It's a little hammy, wedged in there. The fun little tapes unspooling on the floor. Chris X yeah. marks the spot. Kind Mark of thing. Mark the X. Put it playing them at the same time, and then the voices pair up. And then I just thought about being another passenger on that train because they're not using headphones. Right. Just, and you do see a guy just sitting there. Yes, yeah, reading the paper. <laughs> and you just hear these people talking. And then you just hear this. It won't let me go. Like, what the fuck are they listening to? <laughs> just, I'm not turning around. This. Or maybe it's London. You know, you're just like, fucking no, another another Dude, thing on the train. Kids in their punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
now that you see The Conjuring 2, would you like to see another uh, another true case file of the Warrens? Yes. 100%. What if I told you there was a third one? I'm going to watch that. I almost, I almost just threw it on. Yeah, I'm like, going to watch that motherfucker, dude. Yeah. I, 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 I've never seen the third one, so I, I ended this one. I was like, I kind of just want to throw the third one on. I So I've seen The Conjuring. I've seen The Conjuring 2. I've seen this one time before. I haven't seen the third one, and I haven't seen... I've never seen an Annabelle or the Nuns. I'm getting in on these, man. Yeah. Like, I was looking at, like... I think I was on Letterboxd looking at just, like, average ratings. And mm-hmm. I think, like, the Annabelle movie, not highly rated. But the follow-ups are far more... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So they... Because there's, like, three Annabelle movies. Yeah. And then there's None and None 2. Yeah. And it seems like... The Nun movies are kind of, you know, not up to the level of Conjuring, but more more along the lines of good for a horror movie. Okay, from what I from what I got. Yeah, I have to. But I, I am full in on the Conjureverse, man. It is cool. All right, it is cool. I don't know how you're gonna tackle these, but which demonic figure are you more a fan of, Annabelle or the Nun? I really like The Nun. The Nun? Yeah, and I think it's... I mean, all this... Like, my my love of this movie probably does stem from my Catholic upbringing. Uh-huh. And just, like, being not, like, super into church, but being into more of the weird side of the Catholic church because yeah. it interested me. And so, yeah, the, the Nun... The Nun definitely appeals to me more than the, than the doll. Yeah. I do love a possessed doll. I do love a possessed and doll. That opening, and that opening, that that Annabelle opening in uh, the first one yeah. is super creepy. And you, and that's the thing. I that like I love origin stories and I love the mythology they've created. I want to know about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. They got me. The Put nun, line and sinker, baby. None and none too. You're gonna, you're gonna hear Vilock a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a weird name for a nun. Uh, <laughs> Annabelle. You know, that's a great. That's a great. You're like, Mark's crazy. This is a great name for a demon. Yeah. And Annabelle, you get the three syllables. It just—it seems more uh, demonic, you know. Three, uh, right? Curses and threes and bad stuff happens. Uh, you know, Vilock, too short. Uh, great name for a dog. If you had a dog, you know, Vilock. Uh, what about a uh, what about a remake? Is it time? Would you like to see someone else take a shot at Ed and Lorraine Warren? Um, it's been ten years. Since the first, um, no, I don't think a remake to The Conjuring. If they spun out another Ed and Lorraine movie with different actors, uh-huh. I'd be okay, I think, but um, not a remake. Yeah, if someone did the Amityville horror, yeah, which you know is the opening of two. It was Ed and Lorraine Warren, and it was just two other two other people. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I think yeah. so. I mean, uh, or the whole time we just like, eh, you're not Patrick Wilson and Vera. I I might. They got to nail the chemistry. Yeah, it just depends on how they presented it to yeah. me. Like maybe they're like, hey, this is young, you know, young Ed Warren. Yeah. You know, and maybe we, I don't know. Yeah. Um. What? Okay. This so this is a universe that we get spinoffs. Which character? From either the first or second one, doesn't have to be a demonic figure. Would you most like to see a spinoff of? Um, this is a funny one because there, there's some good characters, but I 
kind of like the police officer from the first one, or the guy that hired a. Uh, I'd like to see him on the beat, but I also like I I don't. There may be a film related to this, but I always think after watching an exorcism movie, that it'd be a really cool concept if someone made a movie that is just about the life of the person after they've been possessed and exercised. Yeah. And and so like maybe Jan maybe Janet what happens like, to Janet? Yeah, after. how's her life go on after? Like yeah. I'm always I always I, it always comes to my mind. Every time I watch a movie I'm like, I wanna see a movie about after Yeah. And maybe there is someone's come up with that and there is something out there. But we know we know the mom lived in that house for another yeah. yeah. Um Maybe it turns into like maybe after it was just like a Beetlejuice type situation and the ghost of uh, <laughs> or, or Bill or haunted mansion, yeah, having dinner, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Bill Bill wasn't an evil ghost. He was just a uh, you know he was being manipulated, just an old curmudgeon by by a demon to to be bad. But maybe he was just like a good guy. He just wanted to see his family. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, I like the cop. I liked. Uh, their help. He shows up in the the beginning of two, but um, yeah, their sound guy, or their whatever. sound guy, yeah. the, the researcher. Yeah. Uh, he gets a little more to do in the first one, which is like some like you know he can't shoot a ghost. It's like, what's that? How'd you get this job? Yeah. You know? How do they just put an ad in the paper and you, you answer it, or do you also study demonology? I think I I feel like yeah he's some sort of academic they've come to trust and yeah yeah and they're just like yeah this is our guys this is who we use yeah. uh, when we need just, uh, some research you know, and you know sound set up and at that day and age it's not as easy you can't just you know fly over to London real quick I mean it's hard to get people over to London right so you can only take two people yeah exactly yeah. they were just going on a recon assignment originally they were just well yeah. Huh? Um, and does demonology pay well, I guess? You know, like, you yeah. can't afford three tickets to go. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, the scene in 2, it gave me chills. It was, like, you guys ever get bullied in school? I'm like, yeah, what do you do? We stand up to them. That's what you do. Your family gets bullied by a demon. You, the family stand up. Uh, and I was like, I got chills. I was like, this, fuck this demon. Up. I, <laughs> that was nice because it does set up the boy Johnny, which also leads to a, fucking terrifying scene when he goes into the kitchen and all the knives <laughs> on the table and then just cut to Janet just standing there. Uh, it was just such a... They come in and everybody's happy because you know, they just had like a day, day away. Yeah, had some fun, yeah. And you, know, you hear one of the sisters go, oh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Warren bought us some records. And, you know, Ed says something like, oh yeah, we just, you know, time for the holidays. And then Lorraine unprompted just goes, you kids ever get bullied? Like, I loved it. Just jumps right into. I this. loved it, man. Yeah, they had to teach the kids how to fight back against a demon. Yeah, um, didn't work out. Johnny went to go investigate. Yeah, but he stood up though. He did. He did it. It did work. He tr- he tried to help. Yep. Um, let's see. Okay. Gave me chills. I was inspired. Yeah, you you'd stand if a demon showed up. Oh yeah, dude. You'd stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You get, you got to. That's one of my favorite scenes in these movies. Anytime someone, anytime someone gets to yell at a ghost, yeah. I like it. That's just that you get a yell, you hold your cross up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you need to see the first one in order to enjoy the second? Uh you know, I don't. There's a little bit of callback, sure. especially with her her vision. But no, I don't. I think you could just watch two and be totally happy and enjoy it quite a bit. I really do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I do think they do enough just kind of resetting in the first, in the second one. Like that talk show uh, uh, scene does a lot just mm-hmm. to kind of let you know like who these people are, what they're about. Um, yeah, I think you could just throw in Conjure in two and be good. Yeah. Uh, maybe this ties into this question. You've seen them both. Which would you watch first if you were ready to throw on some Conjuring? If you only had time for one. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm putting on the first one. Alright. Is it that the first one's the better movie? I think the first one is better. Is the first one scarier? Which one had that's kind of the next ball. Which has which one's scarier? I, I don't scare super easy, yeah. to be honest. So, like, when people are like, it's actually scary, I'm like, well, I wasn't really scared in either of them. But I guess, to me, I think two was two had the scarier things for me because uh. the flooded basement, <laughs> if anything scared the shit out of me, it was the flooded basement. Yeah. And that's just as a homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that and I think I think they they should have done more in that basement, um, but I think I think two seems to me was a little more on on edge with the scare factor. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe I was just like I was so excited to watch it and I was just like in. But I do think one is a better movie just for the cinematography and 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 the the. In in and in, in yeah, it's kind of more of a pioneer, not really pioneering, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do one. I, I mean, I don't know if The Conjuring is the movie that did this. So I, I was like into horror movies up until like the mid to that, like Scream and all that in the '90s really got me into horror. Then I like I love the stuff from the '80s. It comes up in the show a lot, but then there I did take a break. And it was right around Saw, and I liked I liked the first Saw. But then afterwards, and then we get into like this era, you know, movies copy other movies of what's popular, and we really got into this either it was like torture porny kind of gore, or it was because of paranormal activity this like found footage style, and I feel like The Conjuring was the movie where it was just like we're redoing it again, back to basics. Yeah, this like is a ghost new movie, ghost movies, yeah. and they're going to be. Well crafted, well acted, old school scares, yeah. and I, I I appreciate the first Conjuring for that. This had some scares, and by scare I just mean the that tension, and then like the release of the the scare. Uh, but man, the first one when that music box and the mirror thing, even though there's not a payoff, always like it just. That's spooky. Yeah. I, I think the first one for me probably is probably the one I'd watch first and probably the one I like more. Yeah. Um, I like, there's more Indiana Jones in the first one, too. <laughs> like, I, and I, you know, I love the investigation parts of these movies and, yeah. and just like digging into the who the homeowner was and, and she was a witch and then, oh, well, the place was bigger. It's been parceled out. This is what's happening on these. Oh, sure, yeah. I like that investigative Indiana Jonesy stuff. 
and and they do some also in in two, but not as it's more of like it just kind of comes to them. Yeah, there was a reason why that farmhouse was haunted. They don't really. Is there a reason other than like why is Janet other than it was just a demon, right? They're is there playing with the Ouija board, kind of old school in that way, like. They summoned a demon, or they allowed a demon the, in. There, that's some confusion I have. Is like, and I feel like maybe I need to watch the nun movies or something to sure. get like. This demon has a direct connection to the Warrens, right? Yes, and it, and you know, in the Conjuring one, we hear about, you know, her her vision that she won't talk about, uh, and then the Conjuring two, we find actually found out what that vision is. Yeah. That she wouldn't talk about in one, and then well, that is connected here, and it's because of of Valak, and uh, then which is haunting their daughter also at home. Yeah. So there's this connection, and maybe the final, maybe the third one would get like the real. Yeah, maybe it all wraps up. Yeah. But this, so, but if you just watch two, that really is an answer to like. Why? Why particularly this family? Yeah, than, um, like because they you you think it's because they live in a house where the guy died and he's the one haunting. Yeah. But then you find out he's just like a puppet because this actual demon just wants this girl's soul. Yeah. But it doesn't really tell you like why particularly this one or how this demon came to haunt this family, but also the connection to the Warrens. So yeah, maybe the third one just ties that all up nicely. Um, yeah, the third one like. Very cut and dry. Yep. A witch lived here. She died. Uh, great way to go out. Cursing your land. And anybody who uh, comes there next. Or well, you profess your love for Satan. Then you curse your land. Yeah. Um, and they happen to move there. And, uh, you know, that's why you don't buy stuff from, like, a, like a bank sale. Yeah, and also people quit covering shit with white sheets. Like, I know... Yeah. I know we don't want things to get dirty and dusty. Right, no. But, you know, just save the next owner of all your trash the terror. Yeah. Of the white sheet covered junk. Yeah. Just, just, just help society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, The Conjuring 2, did we need it? Yep. Full yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good movie. This is a good franchise. At least these two movies are. And I mean, it spawned at least three, four, five, like six other movies. Off yeah. It. Um, yeah. I like the Warrens. I like, uh, I like ghosts. You need it. And I like how wholesome the Warrens are. Yeah. They don't ever, I was, I kept waiting for the moment where, where we get Ed Warren's ulterior motive. Sure. Or whatever. But no, like they are just trying to help. Yeah. And, and I like that they kept it that way. And we should say, in the movie verse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Ed and Lorraine Warren. I, I read some stuff. I was like, to me, this is a, this is a fictional movie. Absolutely, these are fic- these are fictional characters based on real people. But yeah, you know, I bet Real Ed Warren doesn't do that great of an Elvis. No, yeah, we're yeah fictionalized on uh, a controversial subject. Yes, here. because yeah, like I don't know, it's where do you stand on hauntings or maybe they, yeah. Talking about the movie characters, and yep. they are great movie characters. Yeah. Um, all right, The Conjuring 2. Yeah, if you have thoughts, uh, you can email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, let me know. Am I, am I completely wrong on, on Vilac? Is that a great name? Uh, You're wrong. It's a great <laughs> name. <laughs> Vilac. <laughs> I know your name. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping it'd be so cool. Um, all right, what are we doing next? Vilac's a cool name. <sighs> just, it didn't hit my ear right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's the bit. It's, I mean, it's the final moment of this demon. The demon does look super surprised though, when she think, says it. I think Violet's a great demon. That face, she, you know, it's, it's all like hissing, it's got those teeth, and it's like, you know, these eyes, it's like, and she's like, Violet! He's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> you, you see it on the face, like, oh, shit. <laughs> my one weakness, yeah. my own name. <laughs> my own terrible name. <laughs> yeah. It's too easy to say. Even the, even the demon hates the sound it's of it. It's too easy to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, my mother called me that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. What, what's the next uh, as as we kick off uh, as we as we go into Thanksgiving? Time? Okay. Okay. So the theme is from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> Love it. And we are watching. Yeah. We are reviewing Karate Kid Two. Okay. So yeah. I already know what I'm doing for. <laughs> okay. I already know what I'm doing for the week after. <laughs> yeah, I love this thing. I really the thought about scene. leaning back into Conjuring, and, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. You loved it so much, you were just I like, was like, our theme is Conjuring-verse. Conjuring-verse. <laughs> uh, our, our theme is Demonic Nuns. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to come up with like, like a more amb- ambiguous theme, and um, and so yeah, other, from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. I like that you like the Conjuring-verse so much, so like, when I do do the theme of like Nuns, I can do... Uh, Sister Act 2 and you can do the nut <laughs> 2 perfect <laughs> <laughs> alright wrong side of the tracks there's a lot there's a lot we can do on it this can one. take it any way you want yeah it could be literal yeah did Unstoppable have a sequel <laughs> watch that one um, yeah alright so watch what are we doing Karate Kid Karate two. Kid 2 uh, Ralph Macchio yep the Macchio we're not we're not doing the new Karate Kid. We're not doing the next Karate Kid. We're doing Ralph Macho, Karate Kid 2. Yep. I think it was like 1989 or something like that. Yeah. All right. This will be good. I don't think I've ever seen Karate Kid 2. I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen 2. I, have, I haven't seen 3. I've seen the next Karate Kid. I did not see the remake. And I only got through like half of Cobra Kai. So... It's not a world I, I, I know a lot about. Uh, so look forward to well, that. Maybe, yeah, hopefully it's a new movie for you. Yeah. Uh, until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel and Remakes. Can you karate kick a demon? Yeah!